0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another edition of the Burning It Down Racing Podcast. I am Bryson Foster, and man, Ben, it is good to have you back.
1: We are back from Wyoming, uh, finally, after several weeks, ready to check out what happened at Homestead.
0: Yeah, I don't know if Wyoming is an actual real place, but uh, Ben, it's good to have you back. So
1: Appreciate you having me back. Yeah, I can't really confirm or deny if I was actually there what happened there, you know, what stays in Wyoming. We just can't talk about it.
0: All right. Well, sounds top secret, but let's get into what went down at Homestead. Uh, Only two races this weekend, no trucks. Uh, But Myatt Snyder gets his first career win in the Xfinity Series on a late race restart. He pulls it out. Uh, Got a lot of drama from that race that we will talk about later as well. William Byron gets his second career win in the Cup Series, dominating the field uh, in Homestead. You know, it was was good to see. Had 102 laps led, and he looked very dominant for, you know, the first time in a mile and a half uh, probably ever for that team. Ben, thoughts on Snyder and Byron's victories this weekend?
1: Yeah, the trend uh, for kind of some uncommon winners, you can say, throughout the year so far continues. Myed with his first win. Byron with a second career win you know he wasn't really that good at the mile and a half last year so cool to see Hendrick Motorsports coming out this strong but you know we were talking about before we served to the and there really isn't a championship favorite right now I mean you could argue McDowell with the stats but you know front row hasn't proven to have that consistent speed throughout the year so that's kind of something we're gonna have to look out through the whole season if we can see somebody that is gonna emerge as the championship favorite.
0: Yeah, Ben, you are right. You know, we talked about it last week when Josh was on the show. Some crazy first-time winners, second-time winner with Byron. Uh, McDowell, Bell, and Byron. Three winners to start the season. I don't know if you would have told me that in the offseason. I would have believed you. But that is our reality right now. And also part of our reality at Homestead was that Chris Buescher, in the 17 for Roush Fenway Racing, leaves 57 laps and wins Stage 1 Ben, initial thoughts on this? I mean, this was a shocker for me. I don't know about you, but what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, there was a lot of comers and goers kind of in the beginning of that race. Uh, You saw Penske was up front, and then they kind of fell back, and uh, Chris just kind of came out of nowhere. I can't remember where he started, but, yeah, leads 57 laps, which is really impressive, but kind of after stage one, and as the sun continued to set, they kind of fell off. Uh, Ryan Newman, though, I I was surprised about this, kind of found his way – towards the back half of the top 10 um is this do you think bryson like is is brush back i mean they've struggled for so long and they seem like they've got some good set of sponsors but are they actually kind of on the up and up are they gonna have a good season or is this just a product of the current teams not looking to add any more r&d for the current car because with the next gen coming out i mean michael mcdowell obviously won the 500 he's been running top 10 the past few weeks he finished just six like Do you also think that's kind of what's going on?
0: You know, I I hope Roush is back. I really do. Um, It's going to take a little bit more than just, I think, one race for me to say yeah. But it's definitely a good sign for the team. Um, Even if they, you know, struggle this weekend at Vegas, just know that Busher's led laps. I mean, that's a career high for him. He doesn't really run up front. He's got two career stage wins. You know, I, I think it's good to see. I was shocked, I mean, in the race. He was really racing well. And then, like you said, as the sun went down, he finishes 19th. Newman, 7th. You know, a good run for Newman uh, as as well. I think both cars did well, and it's good to see for Roush. Uh, I think I'll have to, you know, look at the trends uh, this weekend at Vegas and as we uh, move along in the season, but hopefully they are back. Um, but it's not good for them for, you know, taking advantage of no R&D for these current cars
1: and looking at uh Richard Childress Racing as well uh Tyler Reddick was really good at the beginning of last season and then kind of faded and then once Austin Dillon hit playoffs he actually had some really good runs so that'd be another team to kind of take a look at as Reddick finished second um man he was hard charging right at the end i mean i think if he had probably 5 to 10 more laps he absolutely could have caught William Byron if you know Byron wasn't you know pushing the envelope but is Reddick going to get his first win soon for the A car
0: You know, I don't know, because Homestead is definitely his track. That's his best track. He struggled early in the race. I was, you know, was looking for him. He was not up front. And all of a sudden, you know, there at the end, like we said, I think that was a big story of the weekend, was that when the sun went down, a lot of these cars would either fall off or pick up. And Reddick definitely picked up. I think he would have won. I think he could have won, actually, Uh, with the amount of laps left, if he would have been caught behind Truex. He got caught behind Truex, went into a turn and got loose, had to save it, and then that just really ended his chances. But I want Reddick to win a race, and I think he will get it done this year. I think Vegas is probably a good shot this weekend. You know, we'll see what he's got. Uh, He's doing a doubleheader, Xfinity and Cup, so he'll get a little bit uh, more practice in than, you know, some of these regular guys. But... It's good to see for Reddick. Um, you know, Austin Dillon ran very well in that race. Uh, but, again, you're looking for Reddick, and he he pulls it out, finishes second. Uh, good to see. Ben, what are your thoughts? Do you think he'll win soon?
1: Um, I hope he does. Yeah, you can hope, and but do you think he actually will? It's two different stories. I think he will. I think he can't. He's got such a good driving, aggressive driving style, I think, Next time, you know, maybe Atlanta would be another good one. That's one's just so rough on tires. And, uh, I, you know, the mile and a half, I think he can hop in the high lane and make up some work. I don't know how he'll be on the short tracks. He wasn't really good at the Daytona road course. So, you know, I think having more road courses of the season is definitely going to hurt him. But I think, I think he'll get his first win sometime this season. He'll make the playoffs. I'm not sure how good of a run he'll put together because he just needs to be more consistent. But I think once he breaks through to that win, he'll have even more confidence.
0: Yeah, we go back from the cup to the Xfinity series where a lot of drama went on. We'll run down, you know, some of the notable finishers. Austin Sendrick, 63 laps led. The defending cup champion continues to dominate. Couldn't win this race. Snyder leads five laps. Jones leads six. Almendinger leads 45, wins a stage. Uh, he had to hold off his teammate, Justin Haley. A lot of fun racing, I think, at Homestead um, for the most part, especially with these Xfinity guys. They're, their package is great. Uh, they were all over the track. You didn't know um, who was going to win this race until later on. It looked like Noah Gregson was going to win the race. Remember, he had trouble at Homestead last year. There was a doubleheader there for the Xfinity series. Late cautions would come out. He'd be unable to hold on after having a big lead. Looked like he was finally going to get it done, didn't it, Ben?
1: It did, and, uh, you know, he was trucking his way along, and all of a sudden, the number 13 car of David Starr, they go into, I believe it was turn three. David Starr goes low, Noah Gregson goes high, and this is when it starts to get a little... um, Difference in opinions according to these two and a lot of people on Twitter especially. So Noah's up top. David's down low. David all of a sudden shoots up the racetrack in front of Noah. Noah is already committed to the high lane. He can't really steer around him and runs in the back of the number 13 car of David Starr. Here's where it gets interesting. So Noah obviously upset. Uh, I mean, this is probably his second or third homestead win, though. It's probably taken away from him and uh david Starr and that team look like they said that he cut a tire and everything noah goes on his interview uh with television and says what are you going to do when you got dipshits in the way every single week then uh the number 13 team on makes a post saying that they cut a tire and you know maybe he should have been a better talent and get out of the way Noah goes back on Twitter to defend his point. He's replying on comments. And he went on SiriusXM, I think, yesterday. Doesn't feel any different about the situation. Wow, okay. Is this classic Noah Gregson? Is this something he needs to back down and admit his mistake? Does he truly believe? Does he actually have a point? Does he just need to back down? What do you think?
0: It's definitely a hard conversation, right? David Star was running well. They were 12th. They were having a good day, and he was about to go and be lapped by Gregson, like you said. I think he cut down a tire. That's what it looked like watching, you know, the replays and whatnot. I think Noah Gregson needs to let this go. Uh, This is what people think when they think of him. They think he is a loose cannon. And honestly, uh, you know, we talked about this before the race, We both um, like Noah Gragson. I think he's a good driver. I think he's one of the future drivers of the sport. But he may not be around if he could not control his temper. And I I think for Gragson, yes, he has every right to be angry. That's his third Homestead race in a row he should have won. That track haunts him. He cannot get it done there. And I think he was just frustrated and took it out on David Starr. When honestly, it wasn't really David Starr's fault that the tire went down. Uh, it was late in the race. Like you said, that track eats up tires. Uh, I think he needs to let it go. Um, it's not going to be every week that David Starr is behind the wheel of that car. And, you know, I, I, I think it, it would be bad for Noah if a similar situation happens. Again, like this, where David Starr sees him, wants some revenge for his comments. And then it happens again. I think he needs to let it go because it could affect him later on in the season. i want to get your thoughts on that too, Ben. Uh, Do you agree with me or do you have a different opinion?
1: Uh, And I talked to you about this earlier before we started recording and to some of my other friends about this, I think from the point from when he got wrecked and to when he did his interview, maybe somebody told him he cut a tire. Maybe they, uh, David Starr's team just didn't relay it. Like I understand that frustration of, Hey, you know, I got caught up, you know, he should have what he feels more wins than he does. I understand that frustration. I think after the race, both of them should have taken the time and and to clear up what happened. I don't know if they did. And I guess I haven't seen anything about this. This is what I really don't like is then he goes on Twitter. He goes in other interviews and he's like, Nope, like definitely I'm, I'm the victim here. Like, He should have, you know, he went up the racetrack. It was his fault, blah, blah, blah. And just continues to kind of make a mockery of himself. And I feel like he needs to show some maturity and just move on. And, like, yes, you can still be frustrated, but you just can't, can't show it right now. And I think this has continued to be something he's struggling with. And, you know, fans will say, well, I like his honesty. It's like, I do too. But you kind of have to realize at this point, You just got to move on. So I I agree with you in that point.
0: Yeah, and I think too, you know, it's okay. You made your comments in the post-race interview. That's where it needs to stop. There's a time to be angry. There's a time to be a professional. And when you go on Twitter and random people are saying their opinion and you comment on that, that is when you step that line of being a professional and not being a professional. And I think... Uh, Noah is, you know, in the Xfinity series, he's got time to learn, but he needs to learn it real quick because, um, you know, like, like I said, people don't want to work with a guy that is a loose cannon, that is always angry. Uh, and Tony Stork, you know, is one of the greats. He was like that and he had to learn to control your emotions. Yes, he has some sound bites, but once he left the track, you never heard Stork get mad. You never heard Smoke get mad at people. And, you know, I think that may be the fault of social media a little bit here. You've got that um, right at your fingertips where you could make your voice heard and people will listen. And, and, and sometimes these drivers get caught up in that. So moving on to uh, some news that came out last week. Uh, first up, Dirt stud. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to call him a stud because he's one of the best in the Dirt Series. Chris Wyndham is going to come to the Cup Series and NASCAR to drive the Bristol Dirt Race in the 15 for Rick, Rick Ware Racing. Very nice scheme. Nas Energy Drink will be on it. Man, it's good to see some of these dirt guys like Chris Wyndham coming over to drive this dirt race at Bristol. And that leads me to think Will uh, Norm Benning or maybe Gravel from the Dirt Series? Will some big names, you know from dirt dirt champions will they come over and try to drive this ben what are your thoughts on Wyndham coming to nascar and would you like to see uh, other dirt drivers come over as well
1: yeah nascar just announced that they're going to be doing heat races for the cup series uh when the dirt track does eventually come up and Wyndham i'm i think he's ran the eldor race in the past so he's already kind of got some experience of you know trying to get these heavy stock cars around dirt so he could be a factor i'm not sure his car is going to hold up with it being Rick rare Racing, but it'd be kind of cool to see him mixing up up front. Yeah, I think uh, also kind of NASCAR's goal to get some of these dirt guys come over and you know, if there's any star power, I guess it's kind of like when the Cup guys go over to run dirt races or the lower series. It'd be cool to kind of get some extra attention and everything from that.
0: Yeah, moving on, Steve Letarte, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s former crew chief, returned to the pit box this past weekend for Corey LaJoy and the number seven for Spire Motorsports. Uh, they did not have a good run. Um, some engine trouble for Corey LaJoy resulted in, I think, a 37th place finish. It was way down there. Um, ben, would you like to see Steve Latar come and do some more races? Um, I, you know, I don't know if there will be an opportunity, but do you think that, you know, you have some of these uh, pit crew members that can get suspended? We've seen crew chiefs be part of that before. Do you think this will be a wave of new where older crew chiefs will come back and maybe fill in for a race or two? Um, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, I know he's a special advisor for Spire and everything. So he's, you know, at the shop overseeing, helping them kind of grow their team and everything. And obviously, with uh, their crew, his main crew chief, I think it's Ryan Sparks, uh, uh, I think went through the COVID protocol. And Steve was just helping out. I'm not sure if we'll see more drivers like this. I. You know, I think Steve maybe will do this if they ever need somebody, but I think they want to keep you know the pairing of Corey and Ryan together just to build that chemistry and have them there. I mean, he, and once NBC starts up again, he'll be doing TV, so probably won't be doing as, as much.
0: Yeah, so the next news revolves around Ty Gibbs. One career start in the Xfinity Series, one career win. Me and Josh were talking about this last week uh, or either two weeks ago. I said, hey, put Ty Gibbs in the car full-time let him drive full-time let him run for points and well i think gibbs was listening to me i think joe gibbs was listening to me he 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 heard what i said you know and i respect that i'm just i'm just playing with you but ty gibbs is going to get 14 more races in the xfinity series man this is good to see ben uh this young gun you know dominated arca part-time runs one race in xfinity and wins uh what are your expectations for Ty Gibbs? Do you think he gets back to victory lane in these next fourteen races?
1: I think there's definitely a solid chance. Uh, I think the thing is though with the Jason Road Course, with how new it is, that you know he had experience doing the Arca race there, I believe. So um, I think he might have had an advantage there. Um, so he is going to run full time Arca this year, but I think it's great to put in more Xfinity starts i don't know if they're gonna have him do any truck starts for kyle bush i feel like that'd be something they'd probably do in the near future as well just to get him some more experience but you gotta wonder is he gonna go full-time next year in the xfinity series is he even gonna go to the truck series
0: yeah i, I would want to see him go to the truck series but man i mean if he's doing this well in the xfinity already hey i mean i i think that could be a, a writing on the wall wouldn't you say ben
1: yeah, for sure. Um, you know, he's got great partners with Monster and obviously Toyota and his connections with being the grandson of Joe Gibbs. So, I mean, he's already has a great start. I can't wait to see him, how he progresses.
0: Yeah, next up, Ben, Camping World CEO Marcus Lemonis went on a sponsoring Bonanza last night. Ben, talk about this, man. Give us some details about uh, what he's doing.
1: Yeah, so this was really cool. So I think he made a tweet about having – drivers in the truck series at vegas if they don't have any sponsorships like just reach out to them and you know i think that, i think is it Jay ski or something one of the news websites is compiling a list i think it's anywhere from 10 to 15 trucks or something like that that he sponsored and he's giving out some incentives for a top 10 finish or a win or something like that this is awesome i love having you know title sponsor owners um being this committed to a series and wanting it to grow and making sure, you know, there's money flowing through the sport, a great, a great PR move. Uh, you know, he was always doing giveaways on Twitter. He's always been super involved with a triple truck challenge. That's going to be coming up during the summer. So this is just a great move on his part.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Some of those drivers, Norm Benning, Jordan Anderson, defending champion Sheldon Creed, Rafael Lazard, Parker Kligerman. I mean, there's a lot of trucks that are going to get sponsored by him. What is really great, in my opinion, is this is the series Camping World is over. They want it to succeed. How else do you make it succeed? You give back to these teams. and That's exactly what they're doing. I think it's pretty cool because I don't think we've ever seen a title sponsor give back like this before. I have a lot of respect for Marcus Limones. He's doing a great thing for these teams that You know, don't have the money to really get sponsors every week, so it is good to see for sure. Marcus Limones, keep doing what you're doing. So, moving on, Ben, let's get into the show wrap-up. We're going to have our picks for Vegas this week. Uh, All three series are back. Trucks, Xfinity, Cup. Um, Last year, Joey Logano and Kurt Busch were the two winners in the Cup Series. Um, Logano looked dominant. That was before the COVID pandemic hit that was before we had this long break before Darlington, he looked really dominant and then the season stopped and then Kurt Bush pulling off an upset win last year to move on to the round of eight in the playoffs Ben I'm going to give it to you first who is your truck pick at Las Vegas
1: I'm going to go with John Hunter Nemechek I know we've kind of picked him in the past couple weeks but it's going to be time for him you know it's the tr- it's a pretty traditional mile and a half he's been pretty good there in all three series that he's running and i think he's going to take it away from your pick the hometown kid that's so much kid anymore i guess
0: <laughs> yeah all three of my picks are las vegas natives surprisingly i didn't even notice that until i started looking at it i'm going with rowdy bush that's right kyle bush returns this weekend to the truck series when kyle bush is in the truck series you'd be dumb to bet against him so that's what i'm doing kyle bush
1: for Xfinity, I'm going to be going with the guy that got DQ'd last weekend, finished second very well, very much so. Probably should have won that race. I'm going to go with Tyler Reddick. Had really good runs at both Cup and Xfinity.
0: Uh, I'm going to go with Noah Gregson. No, we've talked about him a lot, but I think he gets it done. I think he's angry. He's going to use that anger, which I say a lot. He's going to use his anger. I think he's going to this week. Uh, get some revenge, get the victory laid in front of his home crowd. Ben, now for the main event, who's your pick for the cup race on Sunday?
1: I'm going to go with Brad Keselowski, even though Penske had a really rough homestead. uh, He's really good at Vegas. He's won there in the past. Uh, This is a little bit more of a traditional mile and a half, a little bit flatter. It's got some kind of intense bumps in one and two. You You can move around. I think he'll be the first one to get Penske a win this year.
0: Yeah, you know, I think this pick is a sleeper pick. He won the second race last year. Probably already gave away my pick. But he's been running well this season. Running really good for Ganassi, actually. He's been up front. He's racing hard. Kurt Busch goes to victory lane this weekend in the one car for Chip Ganassi racing. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, Ben, send us home.
1: Yeah, be sure to follow me, Ben Walden, on social media, Instagram, and Twitter. It's Neb underscore La just my name backwards. We'll be back next week to recap Vegas. Yeah,
0: and follow me on Instagram, BrysonFoster259. Yeah, next week we'll recap Vegas, and we're looking ahead. Man, the NASCAR season is back in full swing. We are so excited to have it back, and uh, we can't wait to get back next week and talk some more with you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap it up. See you next time on the Burning It Down Racing Podcast.